Chapter 49 The Papers on the Floor Herman was grinning when he awoke with the rising sun, which was streaming through the windshield of the car, though this came to a stop when he noticed Klaus asleep next to him. He noticed, too, that the man was shaking in fright from another of his nightmares, with this seemingly worse than what he had been experiencing on the ride from Theresienstadt. He looked as if he were struggling for his life. Herman also noticed something else. A set of papers at Klaus's feet, which he assumed fell there during their struggle the night before. With a bit of hesitance, he picked these up while wondering if Klaus had actually been truthful about what he had promised him in Janacek's office. This wonder grew until it overwhelmed him so much that, with even more hesitance, he unfolded the first page. On this he found a bill of lading for a shipment Klaus had recently sent to a Carl Schmidt in Basel, Switzerland, which was described as a belated wedding gift. Hermann gazed at this, unaware that this was how Klaus had saved Anna's two paintings from the flames. The two paintings I saw at the National Gallery, whose existence Hermann would never learn. Next, Hermann looked at the paper underneath the bill of lading which was a pension request that Klaus had recently filled out for Dita, a woman whose role in this story was small, but whose role in my life would be great, as she would give birth to the little girl who would become my mother. Herman smiled at both the form and Klaus, but he didn't do this for long, as he heard an engine start up the road. This led him to place the papers back in Klaus's jacket pocket and shake the man awake. What? Klaus cried out while looking as if he were stuck in his nightmare. You fell asleep, Herman informed him as the Mercedes drove past them. But you got lucky. It's about time, Klaus mumbled. Quickly, Herman started the car, and once again Colonel Riedel led the two through the ancient and winding streets of Mala Strana, this time with Herman following behind him. Because of the daylight and because he thought Rita would be going to the palace, Herman didn't think that he'd need the same kind of maneuvers as the night before. He could just sit back and enjoy the goldish tint that came over the buildings as the sun rose over them, which made them look even more fairy tale like than normal. But Rita wasn't heading toward the palace. Instead, his Mercedes led Herman and Klaus back over the river to the other side of Prague, crossing a bridge a little south of Manas Bridge, which had once been named Legii Bridge, and was now called Smetna Bridge. Hyman followed until the Mercedes parked in front of Café Slavia on Narodny Avenue. There, as he watched Riedel step out of his car, he made a left turn at the intersection and parked on Smetna Quay, which left him and Klaus facing the other side of the café. With their weary eyes, the two glanced through the windows of the building and saw the colonel saunter inside and make his way toward Mr. Molly, who stood and grinned. They further saw the men greet each other as if they were the best of friends before they sat down and talked. I'll be back in a minute, Herman told Klaus as he opened his door and stepped outside. Where are you going, Klaus grumbled. To have a look around, Herman grumbled back. Just keep watching them. Klaus did, and Herman returned inside the car a few minutes later while asking, Anything happen? Not a thing, Klaus told him. Where did you go? 
Instead of answering, Herman groaned. I don't see anyone watching the building from either side of it. Didn't you say that you arranged a tail on Molly? Klaus just shrugged in reply. Then, while glancing at Herman and his annoyance, he pointed out, You've read the good soldier Schweik, too. I guess this is all part of their passive resistance. Herman smirked a bit at this. He did well knowing that, even after all that had transpired the night before, he really liked Klaus. He knew, too, that this was mutual. Again, the two turned their attention to the cafe, and they saw a waiter leave a cup in front of Mr. Molly before rushing off. He left without even glancing at the colonel, who had clearly wanted to order something. I could really use some of that myself, Klaus muttered. You'd get it faster by flying to Turkey, asserted Herman, than you would by walking through that door. Both men laughed at this, and they laughed even louder when Herman added, and you'd get real coffee, too. The two continued their laughing, even after they returned to watching Riedel and Molly talk. Though both the laughing and the talking came to an end when Riedel reached inside his coat for an envelope, which he placed on the table before pushing it toward Molly, who snatched it and stuffed it into his jacket pocket while glancing around the cafe suspiciously. What do you think is in that? Klaus asked while leaning forward. It could be the key to this whole mystery, Herman answered, or it could be nothing more than payment for some legal services Molly provided. Slowly, the colonel rose, along with Mr. Molly, and the two said their goodbyes as warmly as they had said their hellos before Riedel exited the cafe and returned to the Mercedes. It's decision time, Herman said. Either we continue following Riedel or we follow Molly. It's your choice. Klaus thought this over and mumbled. What do you suggest? Molly answered Herman. Why? Klaus inquired. Because if Riedel had had some legal affair he wanted handled, Herman replied, he would have gotten himself a better lawyer. Klaus didn't respond to this and the Mercedes took off. What's it going to be? Herman uttered. Molly, Klaus uttered back. That's follow Molly.